Hi, Kate. Oh, hi. Good morning. Good morning. Oh, we should turn off the video so that it doesn't oh. get sluggish. I know, as much as I prefer to see your beautiful face. And it, it does look pretty today. <laughs> I've been doing a new skin routine. How do I turn this? How do I turn this off? Um, I think like that. Yay, we did it. Okay. Um, um, my whole house smells a little bit like feces. Okay. <laughs> because of potty training. Oh, that's happening. Yeah, myself. <laughs> <laughs> how's that? How's that going? I'm not like a forcer of things. I'm like an allower. <laughs> like under the parenting manual, I'm what's referred to as an allower. Oh, okay. <laughs> you allow it to happen. You let it take its own time. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I think it's because I'm an older mom. I just, I don't, I don't sleep train. I don't train. I think training is fucking weird. Tra- training your child? Yeah, yeah, that's a little... <laughs> Yeah, <clears throat> not gonna do it. <clears throat> not gonna do it. But I am gonna eat uh, Frankie's leftover applesauce and breakfast quesadilla. And that sounds while like we, a good plan. While we talk, while we talk about my inability to parent myself. <laughs> um, how are you doing this morning? I'm good. I, you know, those mornings when you wake up and you're like, I have all of the time in the world. I can get everything done. This is gonna be great. And then I looked at my calendar and was like, oh, shit, we're supposed to record. <laughs> and then, like, frantically did my laundry and uh, managed to hop in the shower, make a cup of coffee, and here I am. Here I am. Oh, my God, I that's am. amazing. That's a lot. I'm impressed. I- I'm kind of impressed with myself, too. But I'm going to be teaching until 9 o'clock tonight, so we'll see how, how long. That is not your day. Yes. Tis. Tis. Um, How many classes is that? Well, let's see. We can, let's go through the calendar, shall we? Yeah. <laughs> so, <clears throat> so I'm going to record this podcast with you. And then I'm going to walk to Down Under and see a client from 1230. Or around 1230. It's something like that. I can't remember when the actual uh, meeting is off the top of my head. Um, uh, and then I have a couple of meetings and then I'm going to teach at 4.30 and then I might take Michael's class? That's still yet to be seen. Um, and then I'm going to teach at 7.45. All right. <laughs> so, and then I'm going to wake up tomorrow and do it all over again. No, Thursday, Thursday and and Friday and Saturday are like big condensed days because that's when I have all of um all of the time to see uh folks for body work. So Sweet. <clears throat> so it's a it's a self-designed marathon. Massacre. M- massacre. <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh my god, that sounds like such a collection of poetry from 1997. A A self-designed massacre. massacre. Maybe that's the title of this week's podcast. Oh, it is. Write it down. We're not going to do better than that. Yeah, yeah. Did you like what I titled the last last podcast? Stycommoncy. Yes, yes. That was good. That was good. It's good to learn new things, Ryan. (laughs) I wonder what new word Kate will teach us today. Well, Kate will be talking to us about the Commonwealth Center for Holistic Herbalism and their online courses because I just finished taking uh, the nettle course, learning all about nettles, which grow abundantly in the area. Mm -hmm. And um, nettles Mm -hmm. are fantastic. Uh, I think they've even got protein in them. Uh, iron, all kinds of good nourishing stuff for you. So last night I made a nettle, what is it called? A long infusion where it has to sit for hours and hours to get all the good stuff out of the plant. But I did it. And anyways, how did we get, I don't know. (laughs) And where do you get supplies for such things as that? 
for nettles well nettles is something that you can harvest readily around here just like walking down the street oh, okay. but you can also go to an herb store or um like uh, one of my favorites is the place next to porter square books cambridge naturals uh, yes okay They've got all kinds of bulk dried herbs. And then uh, Mountain Rose Organics is the other place online that I always use. Um, but nettle, man, I'm into it. Oh, fabulous. <sighs> um, how did we get so, here? <laughs> well, we were just talking about what Kate's going to teach us today. Yes. Kate is always on a journey of new facts. Fabulous. Um. Well, here's a fun one, um, and I wanted to talk about this last time, but we were talking about other stuff that was far more fun. Um, so I have a, a torn labrum, which apparently everybody has, and uh, two tears in my ass. I have oh. torn my ass asunder. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I should be more. I should be more specific. Yes. <laughs> my glute need and glute min are both there there is a there is a tear of some sort that the There's that, that's what showed up both. on the the imaging yes okay and it is uh and i got a cortisone shot into them and it was first of all that shot sucked and i have had shots in my spine yeah m- multiple times <laughs> And this shot was by far the suckiest. I had one in my labrum, but that goes into like a empty joint space, so that didn't hurt. Yeah. This one, I literally cried. I wept. Have I told you? This no, yet? you haven't. Oh my god! The doctor, who I adore on several levels, I'm sure he's married with children, but my <laughs> goodness. Anyways, <laughs> I'm on his table, and I, he, I was like, "Give me the shot," and he's like, "Okay." And it happened all very fast. It was very, it was a very rushed romance. And um, <laughs> he put his needle in, and oh my god, I literally, I just, I screamed. I and I am like a tough bitch. Yeah. And I was, like, God, why did I have to make my screams sound like Wilfred Brimley? <laughs> Anyways, Wilfred Brimley came out of my mouth. And, oh my god. Yeah. But uh, fast forward, and um, like four days later, for the first time in two and a half years, I had a moment of like, what's different? Something feels very different seismically in my life. What is it? And I realized I wasn't in horrific pain. Like, I've just been in chronic pain yeah. all the time in, in my ass. And um, it was... You know, I, I was almost weepy about that, too, because it was just all of a sudden it, the pain was gone. And I am not – before anybody sends an email that's like, well, that's not permanent. You can't keep getting those over. I know. I know. I know it's not permanent. But, oh, my God, the relief. Pain is a, is rough yeah. on your mood, on um, on everything. And, you know, for two and a half years just walking around like that, I didn't realize how rough it was until it was taken away. Yeah. I mean, did you, was that, did the doctor say, like, eventually surgery, or? Um, well, the doctor said, I'm going to, you know, we're going to do this shot, and then we're going to do micro needling to see if we can get some scar tissue built. Ah, okay. And um, some physical therapy, obviously. So, um, starting that, I haven't been micro needled yet, but I'm excited and a little aroused and a little scared about about having yet another stranger poke poke around my ass um but i basically i'm trying everything i can try before surgery but this particular injury is like one of those things where it's like not a big fucking deal to just get the surgery because it's yeah you know yeah I just might have to get it. Um, but I'm going to try. I'm certainly going to try everything before before, before that. Um, anyways, it brings me to – I've been working with physical therapists for various things, like since I was like a teenage athlete. I just yeah. have always been working with them. And, I, you know, in the back of my head, I have always been a little suspicious of, of physical therapy. It has helped me immensely. Let me be clear. Yes. 
immensely. And I, I take to heart what they all say and the protocols. I do. And I do what they say. Um, and, you know, as I get older, I am just more, uh, just a more difficult patient, you know, because <laughs> <laughs> I know just enough to be a pain in the ass. Yeah. Yeah. But also, I, I do feel like, I mean, like anything, there are physical therapists that are really skilled at what they do. And then there are physical therapists that are full of shit. And whether that's a knowledge gap or just like, I, I wholeheartedly believe if you walk into the physical therapy office and you just like don't trust the person that you're working with, even if you do all the protocols, it, there's something's not going to, it's not going to work out the way that you want. Like there has to be some, some component of like, okay, I, I do trust this person to, um, to follow what they're enough to follow what they're doing. Um, uh, and even then, like, I remember going to physical therapy for very, very briefly for my, um, tendonitis when I was in my early twenties. And it was like, it was nowhere near as helpful as a going to yoga and b going to see good body workers. Huh. Like it just it it and and perhaps that was be, because of the you know specific injury and the specific protocol and I and you know I at that time was getting like twelve different diagnoses from different people so it, that might have had something to do with it. Um, but I just think there's you know, just because you have a physical therapy degree doesn't mean that I'm going to trust necessarily, like implicitly what you're saying. Like, I'm still going to be a pain in the ass in question. <laughs> like, what what is the purpose of me doing this? Because if, if the purpose of me doing whatever, be it the exercise or be it just being in physical therapy, like, if I don't understand the purpose, it's going to affect... how I approach, approach doing the protocols. Absolutely. When I understand the value and the, the, the theory behind the order of the exercises and the exercises themselves, I'm on board. Yeah. hundred percent. hundred percent. When I'm like, what, what is this? And then I also, it, I also think like I was experiencing this, uh, at the gym the other day. Cause I feel so out of my fucking element that I just had to like, bite the bullet and do some personal training sessions. Cause I like, I have no fucking clue what I'm doing. Um, <laughs> uh, and there were like multiple moments where there was just such a, uh, language, um, difference, like things that like he would be asking for neutral spine and I would be doing what in my mind was a neutral spine and he would keep asking for it. And I finally just had to be like, um, so I think we have different definitions of what that <laughs> means. Like, what are you physically wanting me to do? And are you wanting me to do it? Because now instead of just moving my body through space, I'm moving my body through space with load. Because I can get with the idea that that's a different ask on my body to load some of the same movements that I do in yoga without the load, you know? Um, and he was a little like, well, who am I talking to right now? <laughs> um, so, you know, I think, I think just uh, understanding the, the, the purpose, the meaning, the intention behind any of these exercises and then in the PT office, the protocols, um, is really important. Otherwise it just feels like when I haven't had an understanding of that, it just is like, okay, I'm doing this thing. It gets better for a hot second. And then it goes back to being a pain in the ass, in the arm and the where, wherever it's a pain. <laughs> um, 
but I also we're we're fairly unique consumers of of uh, things like that. Yeah, I had a I, I like my physical therapist. She um she's she's cool. And uh, one of the things I talked to her about was like um you know the activities. It was interesting. She was like a I talked to her about what I want to be able to do again. Yeah. Which I always think, you know, and, um, and I was saying, well, you know, I used to practice, um, you know, I used to practice like public classes, vinyasa, uh, multiple times a week and I used to run and I used to climb mountains and, you know, I, I still sort of muscle through some of those, but I, you know, not like I used to. And she was like, okay, we're going to have a come to Jesus moment. She's like, I pretty much don't ever want you running more than a very short run. She's like, at this point you're spying. She's like, it just doesn't make sense yeah. for that to, for that to be your activity. But what's, She's what's like, short? Like a mile. Or two. Okay. But that's still like, a, no. I don't know. That feels like a decent run if you were to go on, Yeah, you know. But even that, I think she'd be happy if I was like, yeah, that's not how I get my cardio. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that feels like a morning for me mm-hmm. a little bit because I think I, I know in my bones she's right. And um, but then I was also she's like, and, you know, I got to talk to you about the yoga thing. <laughs> and I was, like, I was like, yes, here we go. I got to talk to you about this yoga thing. She's like, look, I go and I said, can I just stop you right there? <laughs> And she goes, yeah, I go, you don't want me seeking end range motion. <laughs> uh, and you'd rather me work on stabilization rather than mobility. And she's like, yeah. And I was like, of course. So that's the kind of yoga that I will work on then. Yeah. And she's okay. She's, she's like, you can also do the one where you like lay around. <laughs> the one where you like lay around. <laughs> I mean, we should, even we should that. just rename all of the classes. <laughs> The one where you lay around. <laughs> and this time of year, there's so many people that are new to the one where you just lay around. Yeah. And they're like, they're like, wait a minute. <laughs> wait a tick. This is, a, this is it. <laughs> wait, this is, this is all we're going to do. Yeah. And you know, you know who they are. Cause a, they tell you they're new. And then B every 20 minutes, they pop their head up and look around. <laughs> wait, still. <laughs> wait, we're still, we're still, still here. <laughs> this is still happening. Are we supposed to just leave when we're done? <laughs> <laughs> Will the teacher let us know when it's time I, to go? I, I, I think I want to institute that in all restorative classes. Just be like, we're going to have a 90-minute restorative class, but when you feel cooked, you just get up and go. <laughs> like, I think that's a good, I think that's a good plan. <laughs> Wait, let's talk about that. That's a terrible plan. <laughs> I don't know. Sometimes I'm I'm in a restorative class and it like it like tips. It's like, "Oh, this is going well." And then I'm like rested. Like I have achieved the intention of going to a restorative class, and then the rest of it just feels annoying. <laughs> and and so in those moments, I you know, Sometimes I feel like, oh, it would be kind of nice if I could just roll up, you know, give the teacher a little nod and uh, quietly walk out of the room. <laughs> yeah, I, I, f- I think I feel that way. And um, I feel that way mostly in restorative classes. But I, I mean, I get frustrated. You know, I, I, I wonder... if 90 minute classes are necessary. I mean, they're not necessary, but I think that I'm having a real struggle teaching 75 minute classes. Cause it's too short. Cause it's too short. Well, that sounds like a Ryan problem. <laughs> I know it is a, it is a Ryan problem, <laughs> but, but it's not like I didn't teach 75 minute classes at Bow Street. It's just that now it's a new group of people for the most part. So and some of the language and like thing, it just takes a little bit longer to teach the things that I want to teach. Um, 
So, uh, I think I think ninety minutes. I mean, it, if you put me in a room without a clock and said Ryan teach a yoga class, I bet that it would come in around the hour forty five mark because that was kind of what was taught in my first teacher training. And so there's like some internal mechanism of like that's how long a group yoga cl- class is. So even in a 90 minute, I feel like I have to like speed things up a little bit. Well, and mind you, for, for me to speed things up, maybe doesn't feel like speed to <laughs> to the rest of the class. <laughs> but it certainly feels like I'm I'm moving at a a very quick clip to get a class um, in in ninety or and then even more in seventy five. Yeah, I don't feel that way at all. Um, but I've you know the the few times that I've been to your class, or actually the few times that I've been to Nicole's class, I remember getting to Shavasana and being like, wait, what? I'm like, just ready to get going. Like, (laughs) I'm like, I'm ready to go for another hour. Um, uh, so I, I do think it depends on people's, um, Like, if you've never experienced anything other than 75-minute classes, there's something that's going to feel natural about a 75-minute class. But if you've, you know, experienced... If that, that wasn't the, your introduction to yoga, then, you know, that's going to feel different. Um, Time is a lie. Yes. And it expands and contracts based on how much sleep you've got. <laughs> um. But I think I I don't know I I just sometimes with restorative I'm like I think we could achieve what we want in less time. I agree. I agree. I I think um, I think the tricky part is that. It very much depends on the people who walk in the room, both in their, like, experience level of practicing, you know, the one where you lie around, Um, and uh, the understanding of just that teacher's specific, like, vocabulary of restorative posture, um... Because I do think that there is something to the fact that if part of what you're doing is learning a new setup, then it it's harder to settle because there's so much of that energy of like, okay, how do I do this? How do I fold this blanket? Where do I put this bolster? Like what, what's going on? Um, and this is true whether you're in a restorative class or whether you're doing something more prop intensive in a more active class, that whenever I learn something new like that, I always have to go home and try it a couple of times before I have a sense of like what the actual benefit or outcome of the pose is. Because the first time I do it, my brain is just, and this might just be me, but my brain is so oriented around like, can I do this right? Not what can I experience in this particular version of, of this pose or this particular setup? And I think that's important to note. Um, but there is a, You know, it's, mm. it's, it's almost like, um, like one thing that whenever I do teach 
inversions one of one thing that i i really emphasize is that it's the almost as important if not more important than coming up into the inversion is like after you try to sit there child's pose or not depending on how you feel about child's pose um and just watch the like heart rate breath rate relative level of frustration in your brain resettle reset before trying again and so that's like a really gross experience of that sort of like um revving up of the nervous system and but i do think in restorative the same thing can be true when you're trying to learn a new way to set up set up the posture or when it's the first time that you've ever been to a class in which someone says you're just gonna lie here on this bolster for time you know Mm. (sighs) okay and so then you have to then the thing that i adjust for when you have people in the room who are a little like i don't know am i supposed to be doing something here (laughs) um which is a totally fair question by the way i'm not saying that that's an unfair that's totally fair question um is either I have to adjust the amount of time I'm keeping somebody in, keeping everybody in in a particular pose, or I have to adjust how much instruction I give in that. Whereas in a like I remember when I was teaching those restorative classes on Saturday mornings at Beck Bay, um, there were times where enough people with enough familiarity showed up that we could do a three pose sequence, and I could set everybody up in the pose and then just be quiet. And let it, everybody Ooh. have their experience, and like that to me is is the ideal. <laughs> huh? Yeah. Yeah. I guess I, you know, I've been teaching um, ninety minute restorative, and um, you know, I talk in the for the first minute set up and then silence. Um, but at some point I realized that like, maybe I'm just so used to teaching 75 minutes that 90 minutes was like, I don't know. I think I've got some bias about it. And I also, to me, it's like, if I just want to lead like a positive experience of, of yoga for folks, then yeah, 75 minutes is fine. But if there's actually something that I want to like teach either conceptually or posturally, um, 75 just feels like a, at least right now feels like a, feels like a rush. Um, I can't take my luxurious pauses anymore. <laughs> and that's it. I mean, I guess like personality wise, I have a lot more kind of like urgency. Sure. Well, this is interesting subject pivot. Um, so for like the first time in my life, I've been struggling. Struggling is the wrong word. Um, I've been experimenting. <laughs> yes. <laughs> With combating the culture of rushing. Sure. Which has meant that I have not been as punctual as I normally am. Interesting. Like everywhere across the board. And some of that is like just like trauma and stress and duress yes. and like just got a lot of shit going on right now that's all very understandable. But it is really interesting to see how people respond to it. Yeah. Um, and it, I just have been like really observing how – I'm not talking about wait, making somebody like wait 20 minutes. I'm talking about like minutes here. Yeah. But, like, our culture is so hardwired to judge and 
um, to just with militancy keep things uh, everybody's really fucking hard on themselves all the time and hard on each other and uh, I taught a whole class the other day because I was like a minute late on grace and forgiveness and um, permissiveness and spaciousness around things that are less than ideal or less than expected, you know? Mm -hmm. And I, I think that there are tons of other cultures that are like, calm the fuck down. Yeah. You know, I think it's a decidedly New England white one that totally. is so fucking cruel and um, anal about everything and we wonder why people are so sick yeah we wonder why people are like i gotta take every i gotta take a bunch of fucking meds to to be alive in this culture yeah and i just am pushing back against it in all of the corners of my life where i feel it affecting my health and i take to heart that rushing is violence i really do it so if i you know, it means I have to often like call someone and be like, Hey, look, I'm going to be five minutes late. I'm really sorry. I respect your time, but like, I'm, I'm, I'm running five minutes late and you know, and most people, when you talk to them one-on-one, -on -one, they're forgiving of that because sure. they're going to turn yeah. around and have to be five minutes late to something some other time. Yeah. And, uh, we're just like, I, so uh, the reason I bring this up in the podcast is like, pay attention to all the places you don't even realize you're being cruel to yourself, holding yourself up to like, this is the expectation of behavior for this situation is that I will arrive at this time wearing this outfit um, with this facial expression. And the cumulative effect of all of those things um, has an aggregate in your, in your health. Sure. And in your happiness, I don't know. Do I sound like a dick? No. I mean, I I have horrible anxiety around being late to anything. Like, I need to be, like, an hour early to everything, if possible. Yeah, um, geez. Uh, and I don't know if that's the anxiety about being late or just the, like... Like, for instance, like, I have to, I would be trying to get to my office around, uh, you know, 12 or like 1145, like at the absolute latest for a 1230 appointment, just so I can like settle in the room. Um, like, I just really, really don't like rushing in to, to teach or to work with someone. Um, uh. And, and that's just, I think that's just something that I have to do to like manage anxiety, actually. Like I don't even, I, it's, it's not even something that I like necessarily hold myself to. It's just like, okay, I'm here. I'm on time. I have a few moments to like take a beat <laughs> and, and relax before whatever, uh, whatever I need to do. Um, and, uh, you know, I think, I do think there's a neurotic side to that, but I do also think there's a, like, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? But I do think some of it is like a coping mechanism. If that makes sense. Yeah, like you cope with the culture by adhering and and making and being so early that your whole life now demands that buffer zone around activities so that you don't get panicked. Yeah. And that sucks too. Like that's a nice way to navigate it, but the, like then you're all of a sudden beholden to an even larger investment of time per activity. Yeah. 
But I guess I don't necessarily see it as... Um, Like, I, I, some of it is the... I don't know, it's complicated. Some of it, some of it is definitely a... Having that, having that buffer. Like, I think if I was working a job that was, you know, different from what I'm doing now, it would be a little bit... It would be a little bit different, but some of the like walking everywhere and and is just to be like, okay, now I get to decompress from the output that I just um, uh, exerted, um, and then I arrive at the next place or the next thing early enough to settle and quiet, and then begin again. But it really does like it feels like a colossal output to teach a yoga class to me yeah like it's it's just um uh, which is not to say that it's like necessarily hard work like it doesn't feel like hard work in the moment but it 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 is uh it 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 drains um me um seemingly more than it does others because some people teach like three times as many classes as, as I do in a given week, and they seem totally unaffected. Um, whether they're actually unaffected is something that I wouldn't know unless I actually talked to them, but you know what I mean. It, 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 uh, but, like, there's a... I don't know. It's something that I haven't quite figured out how to navigate yet but it's something that i'm very very keenly aware of um and i've gotten better about not trying to uh insist on that neurosis in others <laughs> which I used to not be good at. Yeah, I'm done with it because I think it makes, I think it makes me sick to live that way. Yeah. Sick. I don't know if that's the right word. It makes me really, really unhappy. Yeah. To, um, I, you know, I, I'm not a big fan of this culture, and I, instead of uh, cramming myself into every box that this culture demands, I just can't do it. I can't do it. I won't do it. Um, you know, and I have to do it, you know, in some places to stay employed, but <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I'm just a lot more selective and, and I'm a lot more willing to have conversations with people that are going to attempt to shame sure, uh, yeah. myself and other people around minutes. Yeah. Because uh, life is really short, and the thing that's not going to be on my fucking headstone is Kate was really, really punctual. And if that's <laughs> on my headstone, I have failed. Like if you, Kate, was so punctual. punctual. Great, <laughs> great. That was that was a great use of my time. Um, you know, uh, the qualities with which I wish to be remembered and the qualities with which I care about are, are not punctuality or or um, or busting other people's. It's funny because I used to be so irritated when people were late. You know, like I hear myself, this has been like a sea change for me because I used to. I don't know. I don't know. I just, things are changing, Ryan. Uh, clapping. No, yeah. I don't want to talk about that. Namaste. I still haven't, I still haven't been saying namaste in class. I just want to do a quick check-in on that. Uh, I, it's still awful. Uh, nobody, <laughs> nobody knows, you know, and I think it's awful too. So if you've taken my class and you're like, Kate, what the fuck? Like, I, basically, I basically end class by like throwing a wet sock at people. <laughs> I'm like, did you have a good class? Great. Here's a wet sock. 
on your way out the door. <laughs> it's like it feels like this arbitrary, misplaced fucking thing that just yeah. slops the center of the room. And it's like I have a really lovely way that I close class, but still everybody wants that thing that we say together. Yeah. And it can't be namaste. No, it can't be. It can't be. It really can't. So it continues to be. Thank you so much for coming. Yeah. And then people look around, panicked, and then they mutter under their breath. Namaste. Yes. There's there's the very quick. <laughs> they mutter it. And I'm like, that's great if that's what you need. But yeah. isn't that interesting? Oh, God. Class ain't over until that gets said. Yeah, it's very, it's very interesting. Um And I don't think, like, and I don't want to be prescriptive about it, other than being prescriptive about, have you thought about why you say namaste at the end of, end of class? Um, uh, and there's been a, you know, there's always, I feel like every month there's a new article that goes around being like, hey, you should rethink this. <laughs> um... And if people decide to say it, people decide to say it. Like, no big deal. I'm not going to, like, shame somebody for saying saying namaste. Um, uh, but, um, even if you take the temporarily, just for argument's sake, if we just took the cultural consideration and just set it aside because I think that's a very important reason to not say it um I just think it it is so much better if you can articulate in your own words what your view of yoga is and sort of you know to to borrow a buddhist framework to have a moment of of dedication of of whatever of whatever benefit um was brought about by practicing and that doesn't need to be in sanskrit it doesn't need to be in tibetan it doesn't need to be in um hindi it doesn't need to it you could just be your own words um and and those words could be borrowed maybe you heard like it, you know, it, it, you don't have to, like, have it perfect right out the gate. Like, it's going to feel a little awkward. <laughs> um, but uh, I think it just comes... I, I think it just comes off better um, and feels... Uh... I hate the word authentic. <laughs> but in the, like, strictest sense of the word, that's that's what, it, that's what it's... That's what I mean. Is like this is your understanding of of uh, whether it's a dedication of what of the fact that we all that people just practice in a room together and the the dedication of that merit whether it's a, a sort of intention moving forward at the end of practice um, or just a simple thank you so much for coming have a great evening. Yeah, like, that's what I do, and it's, it's just so fucking awkward. Like, um, like that's that is sufficient in my mind. Um, and that is sufficient in my mind. Um, and uh, and it just sitting with other people's discomfort is is uh, is okay. And I have to do that when I'm late, and I have to do that when I don't say namaste. Yeah. I don't know. It doesn't feel now that I'm like a month into teaching at a new place. It people. I, I mean, there's still the like under the breath. Uh, yes, uh, which is totally fine. Um, but uh, it doesn't affect you as much. It doesn't affect me as much. But I there's right, there is like built into my teaching like, oh, people are feeling a little restless today. Okay, let's let's just sit with that. <laughs> um, like especially I... when I'm feeling like really settled and like like not 
overly anxious when I'm teaching, like that part of me like comes out more and it's not even like a, like a, um, there's, there's no like, it's not even with that edge of like, I'm going to challenge people. It's just like, oh, people are a little restless today. Okay. <laughs> Silence. <laughs> <laughs> because I I don't know I so I I just I I so value uh, teachers who you know in a in a very uh, sort of open and spacious way have allowed me to sit in discomfort. Um, not in like abusive discomfort. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm I'm just talking about like. Oh, I'm having feelings right now. And they're going to just sit there and let me have feelings and hold space for me to have those feelings. And it's going to feel really fucking awkward. And now the awkwardness is almost more intense than the feelings. Okay. <laughs> like, I just, I, I really, I really value uh, those, um, that version of being challenged. In a yoga context. If... I get it. Not like, I'm going to hold you in plank for 20 minutes and how lucky are you to be so challenged right now? Like, not that. Oh, God, I do that. Don't you don't you judge that. <laughs> don't you judge that. That's exactly. Sometimes I do that. Aren't you, aren't you fucking blessed to be sitting in chair? Right? No, you don't. You don't get it. <laughs> I don't always and only do that. Sure, but yes, yes. But sometimes I put people in plank and talk about how lucky we are to be in plank, <laughs> like verbatim, Ryan. <laughs> I'm sure that I have done that as well. I'm not. It's just. It's always in jest. Yeah, no, mine is, is like in earnest. <laughs> like you're in a body that can hold you in chair. All your other, all the other worries. Let's look at the fact that collectively we're in chair. I don't know. I find great comfort personally sometimes from simple, accessible acts of heat building strength. That's fair. You know, chair, plank less so. Um, and I don't, I don't like it in a shamey way. I like it in a. Yeah. No, I, I hear you. I hear you. Um. I teach from the edge of the bridge. I teach from the, from the uh, bridge. From the. My... Okay. <laughs> So I teach from the bridge where I'm like, hey, hey, you, hey, you, <laughs> hey, you, are you also feeling like jumping? <laughs> Come on over here. Let's do some chair. <laughs> Let's sit. Let's sit for a moment. That's fair. That's fair. On the bridge. On the bridge. In chair. In chair. On the bridge. Um. Wow. Um. Memes. That was another thing I wanted to cover today. Memes. Well, I didn't. You did. But I wanted to hear what you had to say about it. I, I um, had this very interesting experience yesterday, which is not an uncommon experience. It was just rather um, the, the volume of the experience was rather uh, uh, loud, um, where I had just gotten off the meditation cushion and I opened my phone and the first like five things that showed up were yoga teachers with memes all seemingly having to do with anxiety and misdefining 
certain words like equanimity and loving kindness and and is just like and i and i was just i wanted to throw my phone in the toilet and flush it down <laughs> because my experience in the meditation had been so anxiety provoking which is not uncommon i there's there's also this like faux understanding that like you're going to sit and meditate and like everything's going to be fine no like sometimes you sit and meditate and everything's awful and everywhere in between um and it was like the suggestion to everything from like do a few sun salutations to like deep abdominal breathing whatever the fuck that means um I was like, no, no. (laughs) I was like, I didn't ask for your fucking advice. (laughs) There was just like so much rage around that. And I was just like, there's a fine line between like being in a yoga class and someone saying, you know, I've been feeling really anxious today. And, and you saying, well, you know, for me, when that's the case, this exercise really seems to be helpful. Would you like to try it? And like putting stuff out in the world that makes it seem, uh, I don't know, even if I I'm framing it as my experience of this is that if I do this exercise that I feel better. Um, it's just, it just feels like overstepping. And it was just such a stark, reminder of that because it really was like the first five things in my feed um i were about anxiety anxiety and particularly applying like asana to anxiety or or breathing to anxiety or or what have you um and i was just like and it wasn't from the perspective of this works. This no, it, works for me. it was. But in that moment of having just had a very intense 45 minutes of like sitting like face to face with my anxiety. It was just it was still so. And then, so then I'm thinking of like, OK, I, I can't be the only person to have this experience, even when it's framed as what I do is X. Like, I think that the the medium itself is potentially creates the overstep. Hmm. Um, and yeah, so it was just very, like, it was just very stark. It was like, I, I, and I, I, I almost lost a phone. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I don't. I get real, I don't know, I, and this is my flaw, but I I often don't trust or really believe sometimes that other teachers who share things like that know what they're talking about. Or I don't trust that they (sighs) – sometimes I'm like – and this is – again, I know this is – I know. I know how this sounds. (laughs) Can't wait. (laughs) I'm like, have you just had a minor discomfort – and now you're an anxiety expert. Yeah. And that's not fair for me to compare suffering. There are, you know, well, like a handful of people where I'm like, yeah, I'll listen to what you have to say about depression and anxiety and trauma. Totally. Well, and, and there are some people where I'm like, you shut your mouth. The, the definition and experience of those things is pretty vast um and like in many ways i can't exactly 
know that like if I say that I'm experiencing anxiety and you say that you're experiencing anxiety, not only the degree to which the degree to which that is happening, but just even what that actually feels like somatically. Like I have no way of knowing that. Um and And I agree that there are some people that, you know, when I see, you know, discussing asana in relation to anxiety or depression or, or, or trauma where I do like, okay, that's interesting. But then there's always the second step of like, okay, now let me try that. And I would say it's pretty 50, 50, whether it's, it feels effective to me. Um, because it's, these things are not, really prescriptive due to the fact that I can't feel what's going on in your body and you can't feel what's going on in mine. Which doesn't mean that suggestions can't be made, but it always has to be couched in like, okay, now what's your experience of that? This is the longest pause in recorded history. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. um, it's just, gotta be brave, gotta be brave to be brave. <laughs> I have been really appreciating Colin's posts. Oh, uh, uh, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, I know who you're talking about. Um, and the <laughs> there's a a recent one that was like, if you have a 200 hour, I don't want to hear your ideas about back pain. <laughs> That's fair. um, which was my favorite, um. Ryan. Kate. I think you and I need to be better at manifesting abundance. <laughs> I feel like you and I need to get grounded in ritual and self <laughs> Um, I think... People should check out your classes. Here's what time they are. Do you want to practice, Ryan? Are you really asking me? I feel like we need to cultivate strength and grounding. Actually, what I'm doing is I'm scrolling through my Instagram and just pulling lines. Oh, just ra- just randomly pulling lines. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Well, as usual, we got to no solid conclusions about anything. <laughs> oh, I think we did. It's okay. Be fucking nice to each other. Chill the fuck out. <laughs> your your homework assignment is be be late for something. I will fail at this homework assignment. Let me reword that. Uh, do question your patterns. There you go. Uh, you don't need a six pack to be cool. Uh, when you're going to talk about anxiety and mental health, make sure you frame it as with your personal experience and not prescriptive applications of asana. Or just check in as to whether that's something that you want to actually put out there into the world outside of a classroom. Just a thought. 
you might say yes, but it just just a thought. <laughs> um, don't talk to me about your fucking dietary shit. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> Sorry, I just got like eight different vegan posts Fair. in front of me in a row. That's, yeah. I just want to see one of these bitches like as a fucking like not making much money single mom talk about their experience with veganism. That's who I'll listen to. Yeah, yeah. Everyone else can go fuck yourself. <laughs> Done, you rich fucking dick. Wow, this got oh, this got dark geez. real fast. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, show me your fucking money and then talk to me about your about your life choices and how good they are for your radiant health. I'm going to jump off my... F- I'm done, Ryan. Okay, shut it down. Shut it down. This has been unrolled. <laughs> <laughs> All right, topic for next time. Kate talks more about vegans. Okay. <laughs> nothing wrong with being a vegan just i don't want to i don't it's you know what it is ryan (laughs) what is it kate (laughs) let's just save it for next time okay great okay bye Bye.